0: It's not blinking anymore. Nope, we're good. We're good. It's fine. I think it's gonna be fine.
1: Well, if it's not, it wouldn't be the first time that we have,
0: you know. Let's roll with the punches. Batted zero. Jesse, talk about stuff podcast. Good morning, Jesse. Good
1: morning, Gary.
0: You are so loud. I am
1: loud. I have to
0: always remind myself to kiss the mic uh, because I talk a little softer. Jesse talks nice and deep, and all we hear is Jesse all the time. Throaty. We'll try to get this a little bit more even here. Uh, This is the Gary and Jesse talk about stuff podcast where. We quite literally talk about stuff on a Monday morning. We have this desire uh, to do something like this where we can just chase rabbit trails, where we can discuss some theology, where we can discuss some Marvel movies, where we can discuss some 90s basketball, but all of it is going to point back to Jesus Christ in some way. And what we hope to do is get you to see that, to see those glimpses in your life, to see the ability of seeing Jesus in everything, and then maybe, just maybe, uh, lead into a deeper relationship with Him. How's that sound, Jesse?
1: That sounds about right. It's our hope that if you come to a knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through this, then we have done our job.
0: Absolutely. So, and, yep. of course, we both uh, are employed. We both have our calling at Living Water Community Church. And so we'll give you a little bit of updates on what the church is doing uh, what events are coming up, what sermon series we're going through, all of those kind of good things and so forth and so on. Before we go anywhere, before we go too far into this, I have to ask you, number one, if you've watched it, number two, your initial reactions to it, mm-hmm. WandaVision.
1: I watched one episode and turned it off promptly. Oh Couldn't stand it. You're can't one of those. stand it. I thought it was absolutely terrible. You're one of terrible. those. I,
0: I had I a worship it. leader and two worship team members yesterday that I was talking with at the beginning of the service. Uh, let's get this ready, get that ready. And then I said, what about WandaVision? And we launched into a big discussion because at least two out of three of us loved it. Yep. And I thought... I. I'm in. Like I like it. I like the Dick Van Dyke callback because uh, I grew up on watching reruns of that. I, I, I'm not. I wasn't as in the Bewitched one. I didn't really watch that one. Uh, Brady Bunch here and there. I kind of watch that. So I like all those callbacks. To me, that's pretty cool. Uh, obviously, it's not working for you as no. you shake your head just, it vigorously. It What's not working? Why s- isn't it working for you?
1: So when I turn when I tuned in, I was expecting something along the lines of like even like a Mandalorian type you oh know, oh procedural, sure. right, right, right. or if you want to go movies, maybe a comedic route like Ant Man. Right. And what ended up happening is I'm watching Leave It to Beaver with characters <laughs> from the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe, <laughs> and I'm like. What is this nightmare? Yeah. And then oh, come on. And then I heard that it was supposed to go to uh, what? What was the one in the
0: '60s again? Uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke. Dick v- and then Bewitched. Bewitched. Yeah.
1: And I was like, No, you're not, I'm not into doing that. Any yeah. of that. Yeah. And so uh, I read up on the fourth episode, you know, because I refused to watch it, and I'm going, Oh, this makes less sense than I expected. Right. And I didn't expect much. Right. So because now
0: this last one, uh, if you would have stuck with it, I think you would have liked this part. They actually went to uh, showing some of the behind the scenes ish kind of stuff. Yeah. like they showed why this was here, why that was here because they did it from a different point of view. But um, here, I think m- he would have liked that, man. But
1: here's my problem with that, though, right? Like, did they do this behind-the-scenes stuff as part of the show, or was it, yeah. like,
0: extra? Okay, no, gotcha. it was part of the show.
1: So if you watch the behind-the-scenes stuff as part of the show, if it takes you three episodes to figure out what's going on, right. that's terrible writing.
0: <laughs> that See, I like that, though, because uh, they, they hide it. Like, they, they kind of don't show it right away or whatever. I think right. there's some mystery to it. Which I kinda think is cool, but yeah. And
1: and I can get behind the mystery. What I can't get behind is the writing that doesn't clue anybody in uh, on sure. what's going on. If right. you throw in like little paper trails, right, you know, right, like right. just little breadcrumbs. Right. Then I'm like, Oh, that was creative. Then you're into it. But when it just comes out of nowhere, I'm like, Well, that was lazy. Right, right. Okay.
0: I can see so I can see where you're coming from. Uh, especially with it's a it's a cash grab, of course. Yeah. Like uh, we got made fun of as we were talking about it. Somebody else came up and was like, Oh, man, like they have you in the palm of your of their hand. And I'm yeah. like, well, yeah, like yeah. I'm waiting on pins and needles for the next one. The first couple episodes, I was kind of like, eh, whatever, whatever. Like, I'll watch it if it's there. Now I'm like in mm. and I can't wait for Friday because it'll be on. <laughs> uh, I got to cancel every other plan and right. all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Like, hey, right. nothing else is going on because I got to watch this, yep. which is different. <laughs> like, let's chase that. Ra- that rabbit trail. It's different for me, for us to be that way because uh, live tv hasn't been a thing in our house for yeah. quite some time yep so waiting for a program on a certain night yep. was a thing of the past yep so that's a new phenomenon for our family a little bit like oh hey let's all sit down and watch this yeah uh but that being said we are admitting that oh yeah like disney Marvel, they have us. Yeah. Like they can do what they want, because yep. uh, we're in. They're yep. grabbing our cash pretty easily. Yeah,
1: we are. We are Disney Marvel people. Right. Absolutely. Lucasfilm, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. By the way, do you remember TGIF? Oh,
0: TGIF was fantastic. Yeah,
1: thank goodness it's funny. I thought it stood for. I think it was just Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah. And I remember Full House and Family Matters and and Perfect Strangers for a while, which I used to call Balky. Don't miss the best
0: of the best right there. Boy Meets World.
1: Boy Meets World was it? Yeah, was the last. They were a pretty
0: big part of TGIF. Uh, In fact, uh, we just did a we're doing Relationship Goals by Michael Todd in youth group, and it walks through. Uh, how the church doesn't do a great job of teaching relationship, of getting prepped for relationship and all that kind of stuff. But he references where he learned most of his relationship, dating, Advice mm. was Boy Meets World, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, oh man, that's me too. Like yeah. everything you learn about how to act on a first date, like the previous generation, our parents, their parents, you don't talk about that kind of stuff. Right. Very so true. it wasn't open. It wasn't something we were talking about. Right. And so where do you learn it from? You learn it from TV, right?
1: Right. Absolutely. You know, unless you grew up watching Rambo Three, you <laughs> know, in which case <laughs> all you're like, kinds oh boy. of relationship
0: advice yep, there.
1: That's going to be a nightmare, obviously. Uh, but I learned, uh, you know, like one of the. It it's kind of interesting because I I consider myself to have been a worldly person there for Mm -hmm. a time. But one of the first uh, things that I learned about in regards to uh, death or divorce was Mm -hmm. watching stuff like full house or step by step, you know? And I'm like, it's amazing how that kind of impacts you.
0: And didn't they do a great job? Uh, And now I can't really speak on what today's, tv is doing my assumption from the outside is they're not doing a great job of it but i could be wrong they did a great job on tjf type shows step by step full house boy meets world of sprinkling in some heavy stuff yeah like it was funny it was funny it was funny Oh, yeah, and by the way, uh, Sean is getting sucked in by a cult. Right. Like, whoa, Like that's pretty heavy, obviously. And what I think they maybe tried to do was a little bit of, this is a big jump maybe, but uh, what we believe in our discipleship is relationship 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 let's get good with each other yep. so that we can talk about the heavy stuff yeah like maybe there's a little bit of a tie-in there and maybe i'm just making a jump that they didn't try to do well, but it's what happened
1: you know 80 percent of life is just kind of normal right, right. it's just right. kind of skating by and and it's like you know if we look at all what nine seasons of family matters for right. example right the first three, four, or five seasons, you know, everything's fine. And then all of a sudden grandma gets cancer. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and then there's like a whole episode about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just like ministry where everything could be going fine one day. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, something horrifying happens and, and it's just okay.
0: Well, you know? and you deal with it as it comes then, right? So let's chase this. What are the heavy ones that you remember from Boy Meets World? Because that, I think, is a glue between us, right? Like, we both knew that one really, really well. Uh, what do you remember that was extremely heavy in that show?
1: I remember one specific episode. Well, I remember two episodes really well from Boy Meets World. One yep. one specific was where Sean is with the teacher. I can't remember the teacher's name. Turner? Yeah, Turner. And he basically just starts crying about how he didn't have a dad. Right. And right. Remember that episode? Yep. And yep. Turner just gives him a hug. And I'm like, oh, man, that's there was brutal. Heavy.
0: There was some heaviness there. Because obviously yeah. Sean was the one who had some parental issues. Uh, mom kept taking off all of the time. Yep. Dad did his best to uh, be a single parent. But also, uh, if I remember right, he chased mom yep. several times. And yep. so Sean was kind of left on his own or whatever. Yep. I thought they did a good job of sprinkling that in. Of yeah. Corey was... Sort of the stable family, uh, sort of the grow-up that had uh, both parents, a couple of kids, all that kind of thing. Yeah. And then they sprinkled in, like, hey, not every family is going to be this way. Yeah, exactly. Because the harsh part is, uh, you look at maybe, I guess Full House wasn't this way completely, but uh, most sitcoms are going to show you, oh, everything's perfect, here's all of the good stuff, right?
1: It, one, one of the most interesting ones, actually, along those same lines is... is um, uh fresh prince bel-air oh right, right. and fresh prince bel-air like almost every episode like you know um carlton's doing the carlton oh yeah it's just funny 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 funny, funny, and then all of a sudden one episode will smith's dad comes in right i remember that hangs out with his dad for like a week right and then at the end his dad just leaves without saying goodbye and will just breaks down and goes why didn't he love me man oh i
0: can vividly remember that in fact i think i used that clip for some Demonstration or something. Yeah. Because, yeah, he starts out very angry. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't need him. Yep. I got to this point on my own. I learned to play basketball on my own, all of this kind of stuff. And then, yeah, finally he breaks down. Yeah. And the uncle, again, uncle going Phil. back to the hug, yeah just embraces him. Yep. And it's such a meaningful moment, I think. So let's go pastoral out of this then. What do we learn out of that in times of grief? How do we handle that situation well? I,
1: I think there's two things. It depends, first of all, what end you're on. But if you're the listener, if you're the Uncle Phil in that situation, right? I right. mean, uh, first of all, you got to realize that those situations are going to happen. And second of all, sometimes you just need to stand there while the rage happens. Right. And you need to be ready with a hug once right. the heartbreak comes. Right. You know?
0: Stand through the pain. Yeah. And I think this is a big word that I think we've talked about before here. Uh, But we had a professor named Gary Strickland who did a fantastic job of reminding us of this. Just show up and shut up like that was such an important thing to be to do. Uh, Just show up and shut up. You don't have to have the right words. Uh, Quite often I find myself doing this. I think uh, human nature is going to try to do this. We're uncomfortable with silence. And so let's try to fill it with a Bible verse. Let's try to fill it with a cliche. Uh, if anything, just sit there, just be okay with silence, because sometimes that's going to have to be the case, right?
1: Yep, exactly. Uh, there's a the couple of, you know, many situations in the last 10 years, but some of the best stuff that ever happens is when you literally just sit there and let somebody talk, right? and eventually they'll talk out exactly what's on their heart, and that's when you know, you can be there. Right. You know, but I, I think that's a big lesson that we need to learn from that. I think the other big lesson is if we're on the opposite end, where we are the Will Smith in that situation, you got to be honest about what you're feeling, too. Oh, for sure.
0: Right. Don't hold it back. Just right. be honest with it.
1: Yep. So,
0: man. So we just started chasing that rabbit trail. That's what happens uh, here on the Gary and Jesse Talk About Stuff podcast. Hopefully it's a little bit of learning for you. It's a little bit of, oh, yeah, I didn't think, uh, think of it that way. yeah no. What we also try to do is give you a recap of what happened yesterday in both services, uh, what we preached on. Uh, what I've kind of liked about this time is, oh, yeah, I didn't get to mention this and this and this. I uh, forgot to mention this other part that I wanted to mention it uh, gives us a little bit of a extra point, almost, like an extra ability to say what was meaning to be said. Mm-hmm. And then we also will, of course, give you an idea of what's coming up. But the question usually begins with, Jesse, what was happening yesterday in Sheldon? Uh, what did you preach on? Uh, what was the topic there?
1: Yeah, we talked about um, last week, or excuse me, on Sunday, we talked about Isaiah 55. Um, We're in this series that uh, our ministry intern, uh, Jamie, actually designed for us, and it's about how to rest in Christ. And so we chose Isaiah, or he chose Isaiah 55, and we launched into kind of what was happening during that time period, Hmm. you know, in the uh, basically right around, they get done with the exile from Babylon and they're coming back and how the Lord after the Assyrian Empire and the Babylonian Empire is going look, come to me, all you who are thirsty. He's talking mm-hmm. to these exhausted people who uh, who are coming out of exile, and he's saying, here I am. Mm-hmm. And we said, how like that is that for our lives today? We're those exhausted people. And the Lord is saying, hey, rest in me. Mm-hmm. Come to me. Uh, and then we also uh, went with a challenge and said, but we can't just rest. We also have to do something with that rest because there's other people hurting too. Oh, so,
0: absolutely. And, yeah. and knowing you're in that, space. Yeah. Inviting someone into it. Right. Yep, exactly. And so that was Isaiah. Uh, what was the thinking of choosing that one like that obviously stuck out to you stuck out to Jamie who who went with that. Yeah. One. J- that
1: stuck out to JB And uh, when we were talking about it basically the big thought was it's free. Mm. Um, you know we don't have to do anything. We don't have to try and earn anything. There's no financial. There's no anything we can do to earn that grace of God. Right. Basically. Right. So we can just rest in that promise.
0: And the cool part is this is all in your series of coming off of... uh sort of a time of looking back, right? Yep. Uh how to rest in him is gonna be the topic for the next couple of weeks, it looks like too. Yep, exactly. Uh you got Hebrews chapter four coming up.
1: Yep, exactly. So um that's gonna be about, you know, uh how he understands what it's like for us to be human because he can relate to us. So right. we're gonna be talking about that on Sunday. Don't wanna give too much away, but it should be good.
0: So oh, you gotta check it out. It's gonna be it's good. Gonna be stellar.
1: It's gonna be like WandaVision. Part five, WandaVision, not terrible, way
0: better, not (laughs) terrible. Yeah.
1: So anyway, that's what we did in Sheldon. How about in City?
0: We are going through Romans. Uh, That's been quite the study uh, as we look deep into this textbook of theology that Paul gives. Uh, This week we were in Romans uh, chapter five. And the really cool thing is, uh, again, it's the gospel. Uh, that's the tie all the way through this thing. He just keeps rehashing, this is how far God went to show his love for you. And so one of the um, sort of taglines or one of the most memorable verses is the progression that Paul gives at the beginning of Romans chapter 5. And if I remember right, it's something like uh, we rejoice in suffering uh, because that produces uh, perseverance, and that perseverance produces character, and that character gives us hope, and hope doesn't disappoint.
1: Yeah, right there in verse 3. That's yep.
0: pretty huge, right? That That's a tagline that a lot of people hold on to, uh, one of the well-known verses of Romans. Mm-hmm. And so we talked a lot about the building, like how is God building in your life? Uh, what kind of suffering are you going through that you don't need to throw away, but you instead need to look at as, oh, he's doing something with this. And then, of course, uh, spend time on the end of it, uh, the hope, uh, the hope of the glory of God. Not that I am glorified, not that I get my name in the paper because I got through this or whatever, that God's name is glorified, that he gets all of the press, that he gets all of the good things that come out of this. And so it was a... Discussion with a lot of big terms again, uh, a lot of big words mm-hmm. from Romans, especially we focus on grace. Now we focused on atonement. Uh, we came off of justification yeah. of last week. And so a couple of those big words that we kind of are using as definitions, as yeah. foundations, as building blocks.
1: So we're in uh, Orange, or excuse me, in Sheldon. We're doing profession of faith class. Mm. And we're learning how to read the Bible well and apply the Bible, etc etc. Mm-hmm. Et and in the fall, we're hoping to do a um, a part two class, kind of a theology two hundred one class, mm-hmm. to talk about some of exactly what you said. Right. So I guess uh, I just a curiosity question, and for our listeners, all two of them are probably on here because mm-hmm. we're internet famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are. Fill we are. Fill us in on uh, different on what justification is, et cetera, et cetera, because that's. That's huge, justification mm-hmm. sanctification.
0: Well, and the really cool thing that uh, we talked about this last week, too, these are, what's the cliche, like million-dollar words. Um, they're, they're big, heavy words. And when it comes down to it, when you go brass tacks and all that kind of stuff, that is a really personal word. Uh, it's a word that we really, really need. Yep. Uh, justification was one that we talked about last week. Uh, the simplest way uh, phrasing that I've heard is just as if. Uh, so justified, uh, just as if. And in this case, justified from our sin, uh, justified towards righteousness. Yeah. And so what God has done for us, made it as if, we have never sinned, right. uh, made it as if we were always righteous with him. Yep. Now, the really cool thing, I'm just thinking of this as I'm talking, I almost wonder if that's a little bit of an incorrect way to look at it. Now, hear me out. Uh, obviously, justification is what it is like. We are righteous now, but I'm just thinking of we've had this discussion about when you get to heaven Are you still going to have that scar from your accident or whatever? Are you still going to have a remembering of what it was? Now, obviously, we know there's no disability, there's no pain, there's no suffering, all that kind of stuff. But I wonder about the lesson that I learned from getting that scar on my hand. Is that still going to stick with me? And part of the reason I wonder that is because when I say justification, it's just as if we had never sinned. That might be missing something because I still need slash maybe even want to hold on to the fact that I was not right with him, that I was messed up. That's why Paul hits total depravity so hard, right? I was really messed up. But now... I'm not. I'm on that righteous path. I'm yeah. I'm looked at as righteous through Jesus Christ. Like the lens that God has has Jesus Christ so that he can see me in righteousness. Yeah. But my question is to you, am I incorrect or am I maybe not incorrect? Am I missing something if I simply say now it's just as if I've never sinned? Like now I'm good. Because I then forget how dark the dark was and I don't maybe get as excited about how light the light is. Am I making sense or are you missing? No, that? yeah,
1: I get what you're saying. I think it's important that we that we kind of separate the two because I mean uh you know, justification is a theological term. You right. Know, and sanctification, the, you know, the, just like you said, just as if we had never sinned that moment that God reveals His choice that you are His children. Right. And the lifetime of holiness that follows afterwards. Right. When we talk about the what's going to happen up in heaven, we have to base everything on the life of right, Christ.
0: Right, So that's a, a different yeah. sort of circumstance. Right. So
1: I, what I'm saying is, do you will we remember the actions that were imparted upon us in mm-hmm. our life?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I know that when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came back from hell, he showed his scars That's to true. Thomas. Right, he said, Put your your hand, your uh, finger in my handholes." right? Right, right. And there's no indication after that that they were miraculously healed before he ascended in body, right? So, my assumption. Would be there's something to the effect of, yeah, there will be that. And so.
0: to go even further with that, uh, he remembered them. Yeah. Uh, he obviously remembered the incredible story that he himself went through as he walked with the uh, two disciples on the way to Emmaus, right? Yep. Or as yep. Emmaus, yeah. And so, yes, uh, we're, we're going down the rabbit trail of heaven here in particular, but I want to remember that as an analogy, if you will, yeah. uh, to look back at my justification. Mm-hmm. Do I slash will I remember the scar, the analogous scar, the moment or the time or the thing that reminded me of how totally depraved i am Mm. will i remember that when i am justified it seems like on this earth yes yeah yeah Uh, on this earth yes so yes i guess yeah
1: on this earth yes absolutely when it comes to the afterlife, man, I, I, that's the, con- I don't know. I've always I struggled with that.
0: Like, I, let's chase that for a second. Now, Now, if you're keeping track at home, this is, you know, when you used to diagram a sentence and you would have to, I don't know if they do that anymore. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You have to, like, draw a line and then you put, like, a little uh, line under the line and yeah. then a little thing under These there. Are so the we're thought on, bubbles. like, our yeah. fourth participle here, yeah. like, the fourth level down. Right. Uh, what makes sense more to me is Biff's timeline uh on back to the future when it's a skew and a skew and a skew so we're on that skew like way down underneath here so follow us if you can if not just don't listen right uh that's cool too um but the idea being as we chase these little skews is the justification that is offered to me now is that something that i hold on to is that something that i forget and if I do forget, why would I want to forget? Like why why would I not want to hold on to how far he has taken me?
1: I think I think what we're talking isn't we could probably rephrase in terms of the very theology that we pulled this from, which is mm. Paul. Right, um, right, right. He very clearly makes the distinction from before and after and you know, before justification, after mm-hmm. justification. In practical terms, justification is the moment. That God reveals to you that you have been chosen by him. So Paul's justification, I know we throw out a lot of theology, but Paul's justification moment was on the road where he went blind. Mm. That was when God said, guess what? You are mine. This is how it is. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's when he said. Change your life, become not a sinner, and right. that sanctification was the rest of Paul's
0: life—the working out of your salvation exactly right, through right. the work of the Holy Spirit. Right.
1: So when it comes to him and using him as an example, he very much had a before and after justification moment. Right. Right. And so if that's in the gospel, at least on this earth, I think we will remember that, and we have to because it becomes part of our story of what Christ and christ did
0: part of of the testimony right and that's why testimonies are so powerful because you see that change
1: when it comes to the afterlife that's when it gets tricky because there's two ways to go about it number one we could look back and see what god did in order to praise him more because that's what we'll be doing right or we forget about it because who cares we're in the presence of the lord
0: right right very true i i don't know that's and that's is what it is, right? At, at that point, like, the glory of God is going to be so overwhelming and incredible.
1: Yeah. Fine,
0: like, yeah. Mm, and, and and even go this far, so no tears in heaven, right? I believe yeah. that's in Revelation. We're not going to see any more weeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, but correct me if I'm wrong, is it um, there will be no more sorrow? There will be no more weeping? I like, those are kind of in that same phrasing, right? Yep. Because what I've had posed to me and what I've wondered myself is my loved one passes away, dies, can they look down and see me? And of course, pastorally, in the moment, I'm not going to theologically like, oh, you're wrong or you're right. You know, we're just going to kind of let that be for a conversation for another time. And maybe this is that other time. We're wondering then, can they look down and see me? My first inclination is why would they want to, number one. So they're in the glory of God. They're seeing perfection. And to look down, so to speak, down, uh, to look from heaven onto this earth and see a world full of sin, there would be uh, a starkness there. There would be a dramatic difference there, obviously. And so my question there would be, well, why would they want to for one thing? Um, But then I also question if that parable that uh, Jesus gives of Abraham and the man who is righteous looking down into uh, Hades and seeing the rich man who did not repent and asking for a drink of water kind of thing or asking for him to go and Uh, give a sign to his brothers and that kind of thing. All of that makes me believe, okay, you can see it, but maybe, just maybe, they have on the lenses of Christ, the lenses of God, and so they see this sin for what it truly is, a momentary momentary thing that's going to pass away, and so they're not going to weep. Because they see it's gonna pass, right? Is that making sense, or am I chasing no, too no, many? No, no,
1: it does. I think the question we have to ask ourselves, though, is that what what is the what exactly are the scriptural implications? Right, A- right, and right. By that, I'm asking. What does Scripture say about these things? Because right. there's a lot of speculation that oh, we can throw big time speculation, underneath. right? But, you know, I mean, in Matthew 22, I just I just had to check this out. In Matthew 22, the Lord says, you know, there's not going to be any marriage in heaven. Mm. So, I mean, what what are the implications there? Right, right. Does that mean he doesn't care about relationships? No, it means that he's going to be so glorified that we're not going to focus on anything. Right. Else. And so that's one teller. At the same time, you know, the the example that that you used with the men looking down. Maybe, you know, maybe it is. Right. I think what we have to remember is that regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what we remember um, about the afterlife, I don't think we're going to be filled with sorrow because we're in the glory of Christ. Right.
0: Because you're so overwhelmed by it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And and that's what we hold on to there for sure. Yep. So that was like rabbit trail of a rabbit trail of a rabbit trail. Uh, Hopefully, maybe... uh, You saw something, you heard something that causes you to look deeper at Scripture. Um, You said this uh, as you're thinking through this class. Uh, We heard a sermon last night uh, from Calvary Mm. uh, because it was Cadet Sunday, and we went and visited there for cadets and all that kind of good stuff. And one of his points was just dive into Scripture, like just keep diving in. And hopefully, I I, I say this on a Sunday every now and then, and uh, I think it's a good point to say here, too, don't just take our word for it. Uh, Don't just, oh, yeah, that's a parable that uh, Gary referenced or that's a passage that Jesse referenced. Go and look at it. Uh, Hopefully, this does cause you to dive into Scripture and go and look for your own uh, sake, for your own edification uh, what mm-hmm. does Jesus have to say about the afterlife? What does He have to say about justification? What is Paul talking about when He says atonement and all those good things? So go check it out. Uh, yeah. That's what I was trying to say there. And,
1: and it's you know it's important that you dive into Scripture too because the fact is, uh, as much as a lot of the times we can help people out with stuff, there are certain things about Scripture that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Gary and I don't know. No one on this earth has ever known uh, how the mind of God works, and so right. I mean, how deep it is, right? Yep. So yep. Scripture can help. So.
0: so that was all out of what did we talk about yesterday. Um, looking forward for Orange City. Uh, we're still in Romans uh, next week. We're going to jump over a couple of chapters. So we're kind of hitting a uh, few of the big ones that I felt like we really needed to. And next week, I simply titled this one on our planning center. I titled it, You Gotta Know This One. Uh, <laughs> jumping to Romans chapter 8. Yeah uh, verse 28. And so everybody loves that one. It's, uh, almost become, I hate to say it, but like a, a cliche kind of thing. Like it'll get used in, uh, maybe ways that we shouldn't use it. If you want to say it that way, even, um, it says, uh, Romans eight verse 28, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Those who have been called according to his purpose, uh, because, those God foreknew, he also predestined, and those he predestined, he called, called, justified, da da da. da, da. But what I want to focus on, what I think God is gonna uh, keep giving me glimpses of is not just taking the tip of the iceberg there. Uh oh, well, if he works for the good of those who love him, then awesome. Yeah. Like I love him, so give me a new car. yeah exactly. Um, I wanna chase that a little bit and yeah. maybe unpack this again uh preparation, this this uh predestined to justify, justified to glorify, like this ongoing steps that Paul gives us. Like there's just something really cool there mm-hmm. uh that reminds us that we're held. Uh, we're held by him. Yep. Uh just on the top of my head right uh as I'm thinking through tulip as I'm thinking through uh how a lot of that comes out of Romans. Uh the last one, the P The Perseverance of the Saints. Uh, I've heard it said preservation of the saints. Yeah. And I kind of like that better because it's not that I'm able to persevere. It's that he's able to preserve me. Yeah. And I think that's in verse 30 there especially. So mm-hmm. we'll probably talk about that um, and get into that a little bit deeper and make sure you check out both campuses because both of them have a couple of different language things that you're going to be able to hold on to, I think, pretty yep. well. Absolutely. It. That was a lot of talking of Romans, a lot of rabbit trails. Um, I'm really upset at you for not liking WandaVision because I ah. would like to talk <laughs> more about WandaVision. Yeah. It's, um, uh. But I also noticed that when we talked about WandaVision, the viewership went like <laughs> like down in, uh, in the tank there. So The general populace is with me on I this, I guess apparently. everybody else agrees with you that WandaVision kind of stinks. Yep. Um, I like it. Yep. Um, don't watch it with your uh four or five six year old kid uh one of my kids in that age range had some nightmares about it like the second episode or something <laughs> serious because uh, yeah because there's like a beekeeper that comes out of the ground or yeah. something yeah and that one freaked him out pretty good and so gotcha. huh. yeah we're right. on that borderline of like oh, i think you can watch this or that and uh, that's a whole rabbit trail of a conversation like what should you let your kid watch and not mm-hmm. uh we're a little bit more of the Let's explain it. Like, you'll watch it and we'll explain it if it leads to a conversation or whatever. Yeah. Um, But lately, we've kind of had to lean a little bit harder on, eh, maybe you better close your eyes on that one. Gotcha. All that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Parenthood, Um, man. I know, right? Like, isn't it awesome? Yeah, it's great. 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 Yeah, Yeah, awesome. There is one thing that we should probably at least mention. We've been at this for 40 minutes already. Um, But there's something coming up that. Kind of blindsided me, like I wasn't even thinking about it. I
1: bet I know what it is. It
0: was like, oh wow, I didn't realize it was here. What is your guess? The Super what I'm talking Bowl. About? Is yes. it the Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah, like, I know. I didn't even realize it was I here. I know. Like what? Uh, sh- oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah. So Super Bowl is coming up. Apparently, Tom Brady is ageless. Um he's like 87 years old and he's playing in his 8000th Super Bowl with
1: a no d- with the whole new team. Your boy Tom is something, I like he that guy. Like <sighs> I'm
0: glad that you acknowledge that he's my boy because I have just liked the organization of him. Like uh Especially when it was the Patriots and there was just this machine that kept on churning out playoff victories and playoff victories. I like to pay attention to that kind of thing Mm -hmm. uh, because I think there's a bunch of leadership lessons and all that kind of good stuff. Um, Greg Popovich and the Spurs kind of reminds me of that same thing. Like, what are they doing that creates this next man up sort of mentality? Like, hey, uh, if tim duncan is here awesome we're gonna keep winning if david robinson is here we're gonna keep winning i was
1: gonna say they had two generations how do they championships do that over right? there. Yeah. like
0: just that kind of thing and so the same thing with the patriots but obviously it wasn't the <laughs> organization no no a lot of it had to do with tom brady as apparently it, as
1: it turns out when you put a run and gun quarterback like cam newton in the patriots they don't do so good it doesn't work
0: right but and so there's wow. something there yep um I would also argue, like, uh, time, place, person, like, all of that has to intersect just perfectly to make it work, uh, to make it happen. But something is going on with Tom Brady that's allowing him to be in 10 super bowls 10 super bowls how is that guy 10 not, super bowls. how is
1: that guy not the poster child for wheaties 10 like, super bowls. like how That's is it just how like, is it still michael jordan how is wow. that guy not the poster child for wheaties he is because
0: whatever cliche uh, you want to uh, use there right like he's the poster boy he's the michael jordan of the nfl but now i think we have to stop saying that like, you can almost say, like, Michael Jordan is the Tom Brady yeah. of the NBA. Dude, like, le- whoa.
1: legitimately, if you think about it in a, in a whole different way, Tom Brady's first year playing, or his first Super Bowl anyway, was 2001. And so he's been doing this for 20 years. And wow. he's been in 10 Super Bowls. That means he's been in every other Super Bowl for two <laughs> decades. That's
0: a lot. And like, he's
1: won 35% of them. No, he's won 45% of them. He's won almost half. And
0: I think just at nuts. some point, you can almost, like, Oh, yeah. yeah, Of course, you know, 10 yeah. Super Bowls, whatever, whatever. Um, there was one podcast that I was listening to that was talking about how impressive this really was because they took a negative example. Uh, you remember Dan Marino? Oh, yeah. Uh, Dan yeah. Marino was awesome. Loved like, him. just really good in our generation when we were kids, all that kind of stuff. And they remember, uh, this podcast was remembering that he went to one Super Bowl. 1984. And lost. Yep and as he's walking out he wasn't like elder um at that time he had been in for a few years but not a whole bunch of years Mm -hmm. i remember uh, i'm remembering what they're saying they remember the conversation being like oh yeah he'll be back he'll Mm -hmm. be back he'll be back don't Mm -hmm. worry about it you know he's young he's going to be in more never went back to another super bowl that was it that was his one chance the point of that being it's really hard to get to a super bowl And it's like c- the chips have to fall just right.
1: Oh man! Like so, so we all know, or for those of you who know me well know my favorite quarterback, at least in the last twenty years, is Philip Rivers. Right. He's been on my fantasy team every year since two thousand five. Right. St- four when he started, uh, he's been with two teams. He consistently throws for about four thousand yards, twenty five touchdowns, twelve interceptions. Great numbers. Never, never made it isn't that something to the super bowl like either just with a
0: good quarterback yeah, like that either know? with
1: the chargers or the colts in his last year he just didn't do it wow and i mean if you look at his stats he is impressive he is like dan marino i mean sometimes you just don't make it isn't that crazy but then there's other guys who make it and it's so much harder not only to make one but to win one right buffalo right. bills 0 right. for four with jim kelly jim kelly i mean fran tarkenton with the vikings in the 70s 0 for four
0: you can get yeah. right to that peak Yep. But, man.
1: So, I can't stand Tom Brady, but that guy deserves credit. Like, props to him, dude. Uh, That's
0: tough. And so much of that, of course, right? Like, oh, yeah, he had the right head coach. He had the right running back. He had the right, r- right wide receiver. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> and, and all of it has to fall just right. It has to be just the right person, the right place, the mm-hmm. right time, Yep. Uh, circumstances. You got to not roll your ankle in the second game or yeah. whatever. Like, all of that kind of stuff. There's just a lot that has to happen just right, and it has. It's and that's what's incredible to me. Like, how in the world has he parlayed the odds into his favor? And whether it's taking care of his body, whether it's what he says to management, like, hey, we should go out and get this tight end, or we should go out and get this wide receiver, all of it, it just seems to have worked.
1: And. And I want to remind everybody that in 2011, everyone thought he was done because he blew out his leg for one season. Right. And here we are a decade later, and he's still crushing it. That's pretty impressive. And he's 44 years old.
0: Right. It's nuts. How do you get there? Like, I'm just, I'm really impressed by that. Same here. Yeah. So that Super Bowl is coming up. Um, I don't care who wins. Like, in reality, uh, we got the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. (laughs) What I'm most excited about, is last year I came up with this, like, five minutes before the game. Uh, So this year I'm going to put a little more effort into it. We watch it with another friend, a couple, and their kids. Uh, Super Bowl bingo. I made cards up, like, five minutes before the game last year where, like – this includes commercials. This includes like halftime show, all that kind of stuff. But you would have to have like one square says uh, you see a Doritos commercial. Yep. Uh, the other square says they try for an onside kick, and then whatever you got to try to get bingo out of all of that. And so I'm really excited. To put a week's worth of work into that <laughs> <laughs> and, like, actually. Three and three-and-a-half-hour like, payoff. Oh, it's going to be so payoff, right? Like, it's going to be so awesome. So that actually, like, the fun part of that is it made my kids excited to watch uh, the Super Bowl. Which is Otherwise, good. they were like, eh, whatever. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? Um, but so even, yeah, halftime show commercials, all that kind of stuff.
1: That's actually really, really entertaining because you're the kind of guy who, you know, puts together that kind of stuff whereas i'm sitting there watching the super bowl and i got like 10 people i (laughs) do stuff with and i'm like throwing stuff at the tv like are you serious why are you talking that was a third (laughs) down you know like especially this year because like i can't stand kansas city oh so you want to see them i want to see them lose hard because they beat the vikings in super bowl four right and so i can't wow you hold on to that oh yeah yeah and so i can't stand kansas city grew up hating them and so this year when everyone's like Hey, so how about Disney World? I'm going to be like, bro, are you serious? you got to leave the room.
0: Back off. I'm watching the game. Someone give
1: me a spatula. This is going in the big screen. Patrick Mahomes throws a touchdown. Right. You know, like, I'm going to be really hyper into it. That's awesome. Yeah. We should
0: invite you over and uh, see if you can play (laughs) Super Bowl bingo with us. That's fantastic.
1: The first time Kansas City scores a touchdown, that card is through the door. (laughs) Like, I hate these (laughs) chips. I don't care. That's awesome. (laughs)
0: All right, so we talked a little bit about what we preached about yesterday. We talked a little bit about TGIF, 90s, step-by-step, step, Boy Meets World, all of that kind of good stuff. WandaVision even got onto the reference a couple times. That led into Isaiah. That led into Romans. That led into the Super Bowl. Mm. I don't know how that jump happened, but mm. it's where we went. Uh Children's Ministries is still going on in Sheldon the first couple of weeks. Sounds like it went really well. Just a reminder to keep praying for them, correct?
1: Yep, that's correct. Thank you very much for the prayers. And and we just ask that you keep turning out uh, for that program. We're excited to have it.
0: Absolutely. Other than that, uh, we're kind of laying low on events, all that kind of good stuff as we get sort of settled into 2021. What's it like? What do we do? All that kind of jazz. Pretty much focusing on uh, making sure that everybody is safe, healthy, that we're doing okay on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can check us out on YouTube if you feel more comfortable being at home. Uh, Both Uh, campuses have a channel that you can find at forallwhothirst.com check that out Uh, if you'd like to join us at either campus uh, we usually say masks uh, please do wear them but we're not gonna tap you on the shoulder if you're not wearing them so we're gonna do what you feel best there Uh, leave it up to you there a little bit and then just keep using uh, common sense keep doing the things that uh, you know that you're supposed to do, right? Yep. Wash your hands, all that kind of jazz.
1: Use common sense, use discernment, and, uh, yeah, just, just be safe out there. Cool. So. Uh,
0: in that case, uh, I think we're good. Jesse, I love your face. Love your face. And we are going to hit the timing exactly uh, right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Nailed it. Well done. That's the first time that's ever hit. That's not the that first. Is the first time that's